Welcome to another Smart Driving Cars podcast. We're glad you are here. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Bright and early. Sure is. This week, Tesla held what has become its annual AI Day. A lot of news there to talk about. And to help us, we are happy to have back with us Tim Higgins from the Wall Street Journal, author of a new book on an Amazon bestseller titled Power Play, Tesla, Elon Musk, and the Bet of the Century. Thanks for joining us again, Tim. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot. Hey, congratulations on being up there, okay? When you become a rich guy, you're going to invite me to a party or something? <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> well, my experience is you always know where the best parties are. So, <laughs> Well, Tim, your book chronicles the inside story of how Tesla has become the dominant maker of electric vehicles and the role Elon Musk has played and the company's AI 2021 day continues the saga. And it comes on the heels of another big development earlier in the week, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration launching an investigation into a series of Tesla autopilot crashes involving emergency vehicles. First, Tim, what were the key takeaways for you in watching AI Day? Well, talk about awkward timing, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, some of the clearly, as I lay out in my book, Power Play, Part of the success that Elon has had has been being able to sell his vision of the future, a vision for electric cars, vision for self-driving cars, vision for solar. And he sometimes has been successful in, in his timelines for bringing out this technology, and sometimes he hasn't. And on this, on this week, when the government is probing what he can do with autopilot and then to be talking about where they are, the state of the art of AI... Um, you, know, you know, there's the potential uh, there for uh, conflict, right? Because he's, he's talking about what he wants to do, whereas the government is talking about what's actually going on. And that's, a, that's kind of the challenge I think we're going to see with Tesla going forward in the next few years is kind of these growing pains or learning, uh, you know, kind of growing up kind of to do on, on kind of deploying this kind of technology. So I, I just start off by saying that. Um, and then the, the other big takeaway that I was kind of, as I was watching this event, um, was thinking about how Elon had said on Twitter that this was really about a recruiting event. And I think there was some skepticism going in among people that it was a recruiting event, that this was another example of him going out talking about future technology to uh, maybe boost the stock or something like that. And, you know, without a doubt, he needs to be out there talking about what's next because that's an important part of the Tesla brand. Um, but a, an important thing, I think, Alan, you probably are probably aware of the fight for talent, that the fight for AI talent in Silicon Valley is brutal. There, um, you know, it's just not enough of these really smart people who can do these, these kinds of things. And it's everyone from Google to Facebook to Tesla to General Motors, General Motors Cruise, you've got Argo AI, they're all out there looking for people who are in the, on the cutting edge in AI, and it's, uh, it's brutally competitive. So one of the things that Tesla has in its recruiting toolbox is the star power of Elon Musk. And we have seen um, throughout the years, even 
even during the darkest times, I remember being on the factory floor in 2018 and we're, you know, all attention is on whether they can start, they can ramp production of the model three to the, the levels that are needed. And he's sleeping there and he's, and he even, he's just, he says, well, a second, he's got to leave. He's going to go fly to an event, an AI event for a recruiting uh, session. He's only going to be there for an hour or so. And he's going to come back to the factory. That, that's just how important it is that he sees to be recruiting in the AI field. And so um, I think the event was, in, in large part, I think the motivation was to get AI talent into the company. Let me, let me see if I can jump in on that one, if I may. Uh, if you're correct, I'm not suggesting you're not correct, that this was a recruiting event. He hit it out of the park. He hit it out of the park. I mean, I sat there and I said, Wow. I said to myself, and I, I don't know, it's just me. I'm, I'm one person. I'm not, where am I going to suggest my students look? What about the students that graduate or in this? Where should they be? Oh, my goodness. If, if that was his objective, I think he hit it absolutely out of the park. I was the, 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 the toolbox the environment, the opportunities to actually do this and the things that he talked about putting together and, 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 and seemingly having together. Now, there may be smoke and mirrors all over this place, all over the place here. I looked for them. I didn't see them. You know, when they were holding up the chip, I, you know, it could have been any chip, Okay. Maybe they faked it, but it certainly didn't look it. It and and you know and and the the almost tears in the eyes of the folks you know so proud of what they did. I mean, I don't I don't think those folks can fake that. I mean, I think it was. I said to myself, if if I'm not here at Princeton, I'm there. I'm going to be knocking on the door. Because where do I think I might be able to do the stuff that I might want to do with this? But what one needs is, you know, when he's talking about putting together the compute power to do this, I mean, you don't know what, what the hell my students and I had to do here at Princeton to try to put together compute power to do one one millionth of what he's doing. And 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 it seems to me like I, I wasn't, a, I, or maybe it's my stupidity, but I just wasn't aware that, 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 let's say, the infrastructure that he's put together, that he descri that was described there to be able to take this stuff forward. And forget about the humanoid thing. I mean, that's just, that's, so, that's part of the glitch. That, you know, so let's talk throw, about that at a certain point. But we'll we'll talk it. about that at some point. But, but, you know, whatever. You know, he's got to have some glitch. I don't know. Talk to me here. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm interested to hear what you say on that, Alan, because I, I, I do think I think there's been this tension in the last few years over the dramatic claims that he's made about the abilities of the car. Right. Claiming fully self-driving yeah, capabilities yeah. when you yeah, and, no, no. when I think folks like you would say, <laughs> well, they don't have that. That is uh, an ADAS system. And so, you know, if you're trying to attract people who want to do fully self-driving capability who want to do the avant-garde, you sometimes have to lift the tent up a little bit and let people see what's going on. And it would seem to be that that was really what was going on at this event was to show 
um, the AI talent out there that this is what they're working on. Now, I think some people were, were looking for um, announcements or proclamations um, and, you know, we didn't really get a lot of that, right? I mean, so if you're an investor, you're probably a little bit confused about what you saw, but um, it sounds to me like you're saying uh, if you're in the AI field and you're looking for a job and this is, you saw a lot there that you want to go see more, you, you, you're really inspired to go work there. So maybe if, it was it, a success. Yeah, if, if I'm top of the food chain and I can have my pick as to whether I'm going to go to Facebook or I'm going to go to Google or I'm going to go to Apple or I'm going to go to Amazon or I'm going to go to you name the, the whatever or I'm going to go to one of the pharmaceuticals and develop the whatever. I mean, I, you know, what everybody sort of wants when one's doing that is, is what's the entourage, what's the support, what are the things that I'm going to have to be able to accomplish what I need to accomplish, because it doesn't all just, you know, doesn't all come from that. And I just thought, you know, I mean, in some sense, what, what, what propelled NVIDIA and so on, the NVIDIA thing was my goodness, you know, the, the people there, the working on what they were, it wasn't just a gaming shop, Okay. All of a sudden, it was a it was a it was a gaming shop and a Fortune 500 in terms of whatever the heck you know you want to do there to, that's that's going to break things open. And in a sense, you know, what's Amazon done? Same thing. You know, the the fundamental tools. The and 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 what I took away was the sort of the leadership aspect that says it's it's. It's like, you know, Google's Project X's or whatever they were, you know, that, you know, said you go out and, and innovate to. It seems like, <laughs> I don't know, that I don't, maybe it was just me. Maybe, well, maybe, I, that, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I think you're, you're hitting something that's, you know, it, throughout the history of Tesla uh, with Elon as CEO, this has been a key, a key advantage that he has had versus some of his rivals and that is ability to inspire people to come work for him. Right. When he's working on the model S project to be in early days, yeah. he had, he had to build a team of people who wanted to do something that hadn't been done before right. uh, in a way that was unique and hard and really risky. And um, you know, you, you're looking at this future of, of fully self-driving and there are lots of players out there <clears throat> and it, you know, it, it, it's, not by, you know, it, it, it comes at a time when I think some in the field may be a little bit frustrated. I think there was a very good article in Bloomberg Business Week um, this week about the struggles at uh, Waymo, at Alphabet's Waymo. Um, you, you know, we go back a few years and there was all these hope and optimism that robot taxis would be on the road. And it just hasn't happened the way that a lot of a lot of people, maybe not the experts, maybe the analysts in the world were hoping for. And um you can tell there's this frustration that, that you, know, you see. And I think one of the things that mentioned in that article was frustration that they weren't able to deploy in the scale that they wanted to, right? So if you're looking at, at these other companies and you're looking at what Tesla is doing, um, it, this event might uh, inspire, uh, inspire you. So that's kind of what Elon is trying to do, right? He's trying to get people who want to push things. Now, um, you know, the challenge, of course, is, is, is the safety. And that's why uh, these other companies have, have been, become frustrated, right? Putting these, this technology on the road is, is potentially dangerous and it's more of a crawl than a sprint. 
Well, I, 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 the other things that I was listening for, I wanted to be a, a little bit more humble and so on about this, as opposed to going out there and saying, hey, go out and buy one of these things and you're going to make money off of it and you'll be able to send it out there. You know, the stuff that he, I'm paraphrasing, of course. Right. I thought he, he was almost humble. I am so I tell you, I am so appreciative of that. Not who cares what the hell I, again, but but really. And, and he said several times, you know, the fundamental fabric is safety. He said it and it didn't seem like it was forced. OK, it didn't seem like it was forced at all. It didn't seem like he was saying it for the benefit of you know, of of uh, of all the investigations that are going on and so on and 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 I think I think that to me I, I again maybe this is what I wanted to hear uh he, he he said this is a really tough problem and and what they've they've decided to do is basically almost go back to the fundamental beginning and put together the infrastructure that you need to be able to go over the next hurdle because the tools and stuff that existed up to this point in time haven't gotten us there. Now, again, I may be reading a whole, but, and if I'm a competitor, if I'm, if I'm thinking I'm going to do this all of a sudden, if I don't have the tools, if I don't have the shovel, if I don't have the pan, to, to, to do the gold rush, I'm not going to get any gold. He had a message for those competitors, though, Alan. He said, you can license our technology. Hey, hey now, so, Tim, what do you take of that? Or should we, should we get the Adam Jonas in here to, you know, to tell us about that one or something like that? I sure. mean, you know, the, the implicit, I don't know. I, hey, again, who am I? You know, I live in this bubble, whatever. But if, if I'm a competitor and I really think that that the evolution of the vehicle, it has to have these these fins and this chrome on it. Otherwise, I don't compete. You know, I don't I, you know, if, if, if it can't do if it can't lane, if it can't stay in the center of the lane and if it can't do intelligent cruise control well and if it if it continues to crash. And I'm I'm not in business, and right. and and now you know what do I do? Do I do I just license or do I really have to say okay? I have to go build this whole infrastructure. I I I have to build the the, the compute power to be able to train this thing with the zillions of data elements and so on to do this. Otherwise, I mean. I've got, or I got to figure out a really elegant way to get around all this and do this really easily, which I, of course I haven't figured out yet. <laughs> yeah. it, it's interesting his comments about you know being open to licensing. I mean, he's throughout kind of the course, the history of the company, he's often said stuff like this when pressed, and it's almost I always kind of take it as like, well, sure, if somebody wants to to pay us for this, it'd be great, right? But uh, you never really see any of that kind of play out. I mean, early on, you saw the company. Um, help or, you know, make some money with deals with Mercedes and Toyota um, with power, uh, powertrain elements um, for their early electric cars. But that seemed to be more about those companies trying to understand what an electric car startup was about. Um, these days, 
the company is talking about opening up its supercharger network to rivals, but that would seem to be motivated by the fact that uh, governments around the world are talking about pouring money into charging infrastructures. And so that probably is tied to that. Um, you know, his comments the other night about uh, licensing the technology, I mean, it, it could be a potential business, but, you know, I don't know what the market would be um, given that companies from General Motors to Ford to Volkswagen, um, they all seem to have picked their partners in that realm. And it's almost, you know, there's almost this kind of feeling like going back to the days of the original car that you need to own that own that capability, right? You're going to own your own motors. You're going to own your own engines and you're going to develop them. And, and they've, they've picked their dance partners. We see them doing it. The question will be in a few years, did they pick the right dance partner, right? And maybe you're right, Alan, maybe, you know, Tesla will merge as one of the people or one of the companies out there that can provide this technology, uh, you know, to other OE or other automakers in a way that um, provides an interesting business. You know, if you look at a Qualcomm, for example, you know, at one point they did their own chips and they decided, hey, you know, we can just we, we transform our company by licensing and stuff, and, sure. you know, and really and, and in a sense, uh, to me, this almost looks somewhat similar. You know, in the end, who was a, who might it have been that, that would provide all these um, these um, um uh, AI gizmos and cars. It might be a Bosch or, you know, the typical right. supplier uh, or a Continental or something like that or whatever. Or I, I would suspect that Mobileye can thought yeah. itself as the, the entity that might end up doing that, that kind of thing. All of a sudden, you know, because this problem is really hard and a heck of a lot harder that maybe anybody really appreciated, you know, the amount, the, 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 the cost of entry to compete in this thing and on the trajectory that it's on now on the, on the innovation and, 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 and platform that it's on now is, has gotten to be really high simply because you need so much really good data so much really high horsepower compute to be able to calibrate these damn models and figure out what the gazillion coefficient should be so they don't crash. And you have to find all these curveballs and sliders that mother nature has thrown at you and get around them. And that, and, and that just requires infrastructure. And it looks like he, he put, when he started, when he started as I, Fred probably can go back to some, some stuff that I wrote. I said, there's no way he's going to do that. He's hired 10 people. He's, you know, this is tougher than that. All of a sudden, you know, internally in there, whatever, maybe it's just because I haven't, I haven't watched carefully enough, but I was, I was, I was blown over. What specifically, Alan, did you hear? Share with us uh, on the technical aspects here that that has made you so impressed with exaflops. Ten to the eighteenth computations per. <laughs> now, whether or not you can parallelize, uh, parallelize your your process da, 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 to take advantage of all that, you really don't have the bottlenecks, and you really don't have the, you know, the 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 the, the I/O inner. Da, 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 da. But but as they explain their stack on their 
you know, this is, you know, if you're really going to do it, you have to, you have to approach it this way. You, 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 and now, you know, this is in a sense, this is a, there, I've all, I've kind of wanted to always argue there was an elegant algorithm somewhere for collision avoidance. Why, as I tell my students and so on, you know, they come in my office and I say, you know, look, there, you know, I'm sure there have been fleas in my office, yet you don't see fleas splattered all over the walls. <laughs> you know, why? Because in like the three neurons they have in their brains, they're able to do collision avoidance. Now, how in the hell do you, you know, really do collision avoid? I know, you know, with what we have and so on and the visual cortex and da, 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 and all the stuff we have here, da, 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 da. But, you know, there's a flea. I mean, what's it have? You know, so there, there's somewhere buried in this thing is really some elegant algorithm that, you know, we've all been searching for. And, and what they're, what, where we're at now with all this deep learning neural net, da, 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 that's thrown in there is, is somewhat of a brute force approach. And to be able to do a brute force approach, boy, you've got to be a brute. And it looks like he's put to get, gather the bruteness not to continue on the on the discussion that i i don't know that's the way i took it and and for somebody to now compete with them they've got to at least match them you know you got to know when to hold them you got to know when to fold them you know and 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 i don't know tim talk to me here Um, yeah you know i think that i think you're hitting on seeing your excitement um, I think is probably what the hope of the event was, right? To prove, to prove to the AI community that they were actually in the game rather than, um, you know, just making wild claims like they had in the past. I mean, you go back to Autonomous Day uh, two years ago, yeah. and this was, you know, this seemed to be that event, the two-year-ago event, seemed to be aimed at the um, investor community to, to convince them that they were on the path to autonomy. Right. And that... Uh, you know, played a little bit differently. I think there people coming away from that would, or there was some frustration perhaps in the community that were they really working on anything that was serious, right? They put investor, they put it, Wall Street analysts into cars and gave them demonstrations, but by all accounts, um, you know, they sounded like the rather routine uh, demonstrations that we've all been in, you know, that are easy yeah. to easy to throw together that I'm sure your students. Yeah. Yeah. Do. And have student have mirrors and, and whatever all over the place, you know, smoke right. and mirrors all over the place. Yeah. And then two, two, you know, he made Elon made bold claims about a million robot taxis on the road by 2020. And yeah, we just yeah. haven't seen any of that, you know, so yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of, I think there's a lot, there's been a healthy skepticism about what's really going on there. And, um, you know, it would seem to be that this event was, trying to show that there was there's a serious effort there um, to put them back in the conversation that um, they're really working on this, right? I mean, I, I would say, you know, one of the takeaways I had from watching the event was I didn't see anything that would suggest they're ready to deploy level five or level four cars in the near future, right? Right. And, right. and that would be kind of different, kind of different tone, tonality from where Elon was two years ago, right? And so, you know, it, I think you hit on this a little bit before that uh, in some ways it's almost a, a reset, you know, they're not the bold statements of, of a robot taxi fleet taking over the world uh, in any moment, but uh, trying to do the homework 
Um, now, I think the experts could disagree over the approach, right? But that's, that's normal in engineering, right? The idea, where's the LIDAR versus the camera vision? You know, that's a healthy, robust debate that will play out. But they were at least, at least trying to talk about what they're, what they're working on, which is a little bit of a change. And, it, and some of it goes back to uh, early days of the company where, you know, they knew they were putting electric cars on the road that people were not familiar with, and they knew they had to educate people on. Um, and I think one of the criticisms that Elon has received in recent years about autopilot in particular is his reluctance to really um, open, you know, really discuss in a, in a robust way what's going on. Um, you know, the safety figures and, and, you know, the company just seems to has, has clammed up over what's going on with autopilot, right? And part of that is because of the investigations that we now have been launched and, and the legal liability. But um, you're at least you're at least seeing this the other night, this kind of attempt to show show what the homework looks like. No, I, I think it's a, it's, an, it's a it's a really um, I, I'd like to call it, um, you know, a grown up way to uh, to take uh, now uh, uh, the situation and say, OK, you know, uh, you know, we're in this and, uh, and this is what we need to do. And, and uh, that's the way I. I that's the way I took it. I just, I just, I thought it was um, not. Nah, there were a few things that were, they were of course missing. And I think they're missing a couple of things um, with respect to dealing with all this, the, irrespective of all the images and showings of cars driving down. I mean, you know, sitting there and, and doing it just in the suburbs of flat land and Never did they pass under an underpass, and I still think they have a problem. They're they're focusing way too much on the surface versus what's what's sticking up from the surface. And I think the you know, which is my big, uh, you know, it seems like they've jumped over this automated uh, the the automatic um, emergency braking piece of all this. And I and it's trivial for them to go back now and, and fix it. I I think they have the tools to deal with that. Boom take it on you know go and 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 update all the vehicles and and um, you know move on I, I mean i just think they have the tools to do that if they just see it and do it and so that's a minor thing on that and i, I you know just to be able to not do this to, to to realize that the problem is really tough and we have to go back and and do the homework and put together the infrastructure that then lead us. I don't know. I was impressed. Tim, Tim, tell me what insights you have about the format here, because you had the, a group of Tesla engineers up front who each gave a more or less a, a little presentation and uh, Musk himself certainly conversant on all of this. I mean, he seems to know everything about everything that that's going on there. And then there's the audience who's in the audience because the questions were really very technical and on point. These weren't uh, these weren't people like me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by all accounts, this was a recruiting audience. People they were trying to to perhaps recruit into come work for their AI program. I mean, and that you know that's critical. Um, Elon has the ability that Starwatt power to get people to show up, and and these events um, can be uh, kind of a festival of uh, of ideas for for folks like that, right? And so. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the key, key things that they need to be doing is, is getting that talent in to, to, to be working on these projects, right? He sold that future vision and now he needs to hire the people uh, to, to make it happen. Right. So that, that's key. 
Yeah, and people, it's, go ahead. The go people ahead. on stage, I think, is interesting. We've started to see this um, in recent years where it's not just the Elon Musk show on stage, but he brings out the next kind of the tier of leaders uh, in these projects. On Autonomy Day two years ago, we saw uh, those uh, kind of leaders of that project. Uh, last year, uh, during Battery Day, we saw uh, you know, some of the, the brains behind that. Um, and it's, you know, it's this challenge that Elon has, is, uh, the challenge that Tesla has uh, is that he has smart people there, um, but sometimes he's reluctant. It's either he's reluctant to kind of put them out there, either because he doesn't want to get, get, have them poached, or sometimes uh, the history would be clear that sometimes he doesn't like it when they get attention and he does, doesn't get that. When they get attention and he doesn't, right? There's that tension we've seen in the past, um, you know, it's the Elon Musk and Tesla kind of show, um, you know, but to give the program credibility, it would seem that um, he, he's buying into the idea that he needs to show that there are these people working on it and have people hear what they're doing. And one of the things that, that I took away, uh, let's say, I don't, let's not do names, but a, a Daimler or a GM wanting to put on a, a, a similar thing. I don't, I don't see how they do it. Maybe I mean, you know, because because in in these leadership positions, I don't know. Maybe it's my un, unfortunate view. They tend to have more, I guess, marketing folks and than than whatever. And or maybe that's because I'm such a techno nerd. That no, I, I mean, appreciate my kind. I'm sorry, Tim. I mean, I think you're you're you are hitting on something. Uh, you know, imagine a Mary Barra, the CEO of General Motors. It's hard to imagine her uh, getting down into the nitty gritty on engineering of uh, AI engineering. But GM also has in their toolbox, uh, you know, the, the the leadership at Cruise, which yeah. um, you know, these are not uh, you know Absolutely. these are some big names in Silicon Valley as well. But you, you are hitting on this point that Elon is a celebrity in his own right. And he's, you know, he, he has a lot of wattage there. And so um, if you, you know, you have an event where he's going to be at and, the, and you're trying to recruit engineers, that's, that's, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to compete against. Um, you know, one of the issues for Tesla is they don't traditionally have the greatest history of paying very well in the valley they don't pay as as well as a google for example they don't have the same kind of perks um though you would look at the stock and that's done pretty well uh you know so <laughs> that tension <laughs> yeah no i would think if they just pass out a couple of those those guys they should be pretty darn happy shouldn't they but go um, ahead. <laughs> you know the other the other thing is elon has uh you know as much as he is a star he also has uh, quite a reputation um for how he treats people. Um, and, you know, this, this is an interesting thing. Uh, I've studied this dynamic for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, on one hand, Tesla is very, uh, it's, out, it's at the front of the pack for places for new, new college grads, new, you know, recent grads to go work for. They want to go work there. They're excited to go work for. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, people don't last there very long, uh, typically. You see a lot of people going in and out in part because they vest or, or they, they earn their, their, their stock and they, give, they go on to the next thing. Um, you know, there are lots of stories of the way uh, Elon uh, can uh, become very volatile during some stressful periods. Uh, so it's just a, a unique environment that depends upon him pulling in raw talent on a continual basis. Yeah, well, any of these companies require that, and and um, 
you know, I guess he's been able to do it. SpaceX looks like it's able to do it. Uh, I don't know to what extent the boring company is is doing it. In part, I've had one of my students as a summer intern this past summer or this past year because he took a gap year. So when um, uh, um, uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to have some very nice discussions about you know uh, about that and and when the innovation that's going on there and. and but you know these to me they these are classic Silicon Valley with substance. I mean, what what irks me is that some of the there are some companies out there that it is nothing but it, it looks like it's nothing but smoke and mirrors, or it it is it is you know, and it just distresses me. But go ahead, Tim. <laughs> well, Alan, I think you've hit it on. You know, just seeing your reaction to the event and uh, you know some other reaction. You know, one of the things that throughout the time of, of Tesla that you hear about people going there, why they're motivated to go there is this belief that they can do something novel or that they can put their mark on the world. And that um, you're hitting, this is an important kind of motivator to getting these talented people. Whereas, you know, they could perhaps go to a more stable company or a bigger company. Um, there's there's concerns among some of that talent that maybe they'll be lost or maybe they won't have an impact. Whereas the, you see that the tools that Elon is laying out there and you, you can get excited that you think you maybe you're going to do something. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, it's my, been my good fortune with the students that I've had around me. I mean, it's, it's just luck for me being here at Princeton. But, you know, I, I look at my students, what do they want to do? They want to go. They want to make, go make a difference. I mean, GM used to give out fellowships to students. Uh, you know, this is going back 40 years now. Uh, and, uh, you know, bring them in as summer interns, give them two two years of full tuition, whatever. They would come to work for GM and, and they don't bail on GM. They wouldn't want, they go out there and maybe this is the old GM, but you can imagine, you know, um, thinking you have to be someplace for 30 years before you might be able to order pencils or something. I, right. I mean, I'm, I'm of course overstating it, sure. but, but boy, you know, where they, they want to go, where they, where they have an opportunity to, to, to go to Mars. I mean, yep. that's where I, when I was there, I wanted to go to Mars in the sixties. Okay. That's where, that's what I was in, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And, and it's an important thing. You know, it's one of the things that, you know, Tesla hasn't become, I mean, they're 18 years old. They, you know, it's old in the Valley, but they still have kept that you know, kind of startup mentality in a lot of ways. Right. And that, and in a lot of ways, they still are a startup. They haven't answered the, all of the business questions they probably need to do. And that will be one of the challenges uh, is you look over the next year or two um, is balancing the need to put resources into AI, the balancing the need to put the most important resource, which is Elon's time and the team's time versus the cold realities of where they are at the business, right? Like, you know, there, there are two assembly factories going up right now, one outside of Berlin, one outside of te uh, Austin, Texas, uh, launching the Cybertruck, uh, working on battery tech development. Those are key linchpins um, of where the company is now. And they, Tesla doesn't have a great track record with uh, working on multiple projects at the same time. Uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, the Model 3, then the Model Y. 
kind of kind of a cadence. And as the, the company is going to kind of get to that next level, they're going to have to be able to develop that, right? And so, and, and part of being able to do that is recruiting the talent and the leadership into the company to handle multiple tracks at the same time. If they're going to be the GM of the, you know, the 21st century, they've got to be able to do, they've got to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, we're going to take a break in, in just a second here. But before we do, let's share how Elon Musk wrapped up the event, <laughs> channeling Alan to elevate the discussion. Oh, geez. No wonder I liked it. I think in the future, uh, people will look back and say, um, wow, I can't believe we had to drive these cars ourselves. You know, it, it'll, like self-driving cars will just be just a normal, like self-driving elevators. You know, uh, elevators used to have elevator operators. And uh, there's someone there with, like, you know, a big, big relay switch uh, operating the elevator. And then every now and then they'd get tired or, you know, some, make a mistake and shear somebody in half. So, um, so now we, uh, you know, we made elevators automatic. And you just go and you press the button and you can be in a 100-story skyscraper and don't really worry about it. Just go and press the button and uh, the elevator takes you where you want to go. Um, but it used to be that all elevators were operated manu- manually. It'll be the same thing like for cars. All, all cars will be automatic. Um, and then, um, and, and electric, obviously. Um, so there will still be some gasoline cars and some manual cars, just like there are still some horses. So, um, all right, well, th- thanks everyone for coming, and I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, the presentation, and thank you for the great questions. All right. Yeah, Fred. So, you know, it, <laughs> it's that, that, funny. Those because, lines are really familiar to anybody who's picked yeah, up podcast I mean, or one of your classes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, I don't I don't think I heard it from him. I don't I don't know where it came from when I started spouting that. But uh, but whatever. If he gets the next piece of the elevator concept. Which is, you know, the elevator is not owned by individuals it's be it's out there as a service by providers if if he picks up on that and decides to now develop you know the cyber autonomous taxi or whatever he calls it and puts the technology on there he could leapfrog waymo with the tools he has and whether or not he ever sees that as the business, as opposed to seeing the, you know, the, the, the business piece of Tesla is to sell cars. And, and you know, Adam Jonas, well, you know, how many years ago sort of said, hey, it's, it's really it's, it's, it's the ride that's the value here. And if he sees that the ride has a value and he now provides the ride, he's now the elevator. He's Otis. And he puts now the, 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 the infrastructure he's put together, I think, allows him to leapfrog Waymo. And if he puts it in there and it does go out there and it operates in a Trenton, moving people around and then, and then operates in a Mercer County and so on, maybe, you know, that's the business. Not, not, you know, Tim pointed out. You know, they haven't been able to to sort of 
spawn new businesses. One might also argue maybe they have, you know, they did just start with like a roadster and then whatever. And now they're doing roofs for houses and they're doing, you know, batteries and charging and so on. And, you know, and it could be like an Amazon and, a you know, Amazon. Amazon's going to have brick and mortar boxes out there. They now say, whoa. You know, and, 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 and if, if this is now really an expansion of the, you know, where did AWS ever come from out of Amazon? I don't know. To me, it came out. No, I mean, this is now out of nowhere in a Tesla that really, because he's built the infrastructure. I don't know if he sees it. I mean, it'll be trivial for him to snap his fingers and go that way, I think, as opposed to us having known him. And he, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. What the hell, Tim? I, you know, I just throw stuff out there. <laughs> well, we'll be back with more, Alan. Uh, but first, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, we should point out, it's a good idea to read the white paper. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. You'll find it under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. ETFs, as you probably know, can be a smart way to spread risk with investments, focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with more of the Smart Driving Cars podcast and our guest, Tim Higgins from the Wall Street Journal, author of a great new book, Power Play, Tesla, Elon Musk, and the Bet of the Century. And we're talking about the big developments at Tesla this past week. One thing we saw in the video clip in the background before we took the break was the the Tesla bot, the, the, the humanoid thing. Is that the kind of a, a, a sideshow here? Um, Alan, Alan and Tim, or, or is this, a, is this, a, is this go another new business? <laughs> Tim. Well, you know, it, it clearly got a lot of attention, which, um, you know, Tesla and Elon are very good at, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, there's roboticists have been going on and on about this and how, uh, what Elon was promising and, 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 and talking about would be a lot harder than he seems to un- realize or uh, alluding to. In some ways, though, I, I think maybe it was a good sign that it was just a guy dressed up in a robot suit dancing on stage and not <laughs> some, um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars spent on a prototype that was rolled out uh, that had been worked on for the last few years, because that would suggest that Tesla's limited resources had been diverted to that. And they and right now uh, it's a year of execution for bringing out uh, improving the autopilot for bring out all these other projects that they have. So, you know, uh, you know, there was a lot of criticism over the, the fake robot, but in some ways maybe people could look at it as a positive that they didn't have this thing come out and the, the resources had already been diverted. Now, you know, he, Elon talked about how this thing is going to be, he's going to have a prototype next year. I think there's a lot of skepticism that we'll actually see that, um, you know, I, you know, this, you know, to me, you know, this was clearly about maybe going viral on Twitter and that it, it talks to the bigger idea of what Elon needs to do with Tesla. That's selling the future. Um, that's part of Tesla's brand. Um, you know, if, if people are excited about the idea that, you know, he's working on humanoid robots, then that helps, um, that helps him and helps the company. Um, that's, that, that's what that was about, I think. 
Yeah, well, look, Boston Robotics, you know, has had sort of humanoids and doing dances and did all the, you know, did all that, has done all that stuff. And and I agree with you, Tim. I am really glad that he didn't do smoke and mirrors stuff with it and so on to, to be able to show it. And and I don't know, I, I sort of say to my students, the humanoid is just not the thing. You know, if you really want to replace menial tasks, you look at the task and you do it directly just because we've introduced a human to be able to do that is, is just, you know, just whatever. I mean, look at what's happened to farming. I mean, it used to all be done by hand. Now, what, 98% of farming is done by these big combines that do da, 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 and so on. So I, I don't know. I, I, it was, he had to have some glitz. I'm, you know, sort of that. I, I totally discounted whatever. Um, and, and if it, you know, if it, if it influences Twitter, whether well, that's Twitter's problem, you know, I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I've been to a number of these events with automakers over the years where they've highlighted the effort they're doing on some humanoid-like robot, right? Yeah, Honda's, they, Honda's had one for years, right? Yeah, right. yeah, you yeah. Know, GM had the, the one they were working on with NASA. They have the top half. You know, they're really putting a lot of attention into the, the hand movements. Uh, you, you know, at the time, you could see, like, well, maybe this would help on the assembly plant. Uh, you know, they were going to, you know, whatever. You, you, you know, there's always this idea that car companies could be positioned to be robot manufacturers in the future. But as we know... Um, from the experts in the field, uh, a general purpose robot is just the, the technology. We're just not there at this point. The idea that we can just have a, a robot going around doing all these, like cleaning my house and picking up errands. I mean, that we're just not at that point. We're still struggling with the AI of, of doing <laughs> specific items, right? We're, which is why driving is so hard, right? And, yeah. and, and as you know, I, I think probably Alan better than I do. I mean, the way that I think about AI is like, what can your intern do versus what you're going to have your experts do? I mean, it's it's still the basic kind of functionality. The intern does Xeroxing, okay? That's about as much as, as any. It's not artificial intelligence, boy. It is nowhere near it. I mean, you have nowhere near it. And, and, and probably, you know, in some sense, driving is the easiest problem that, that AI might be able to do. The rest of it is, and he almost said it at one point. He didn't call it AI. He went into this whole thing about machine learning. And I love it. I'm playing that clip to all my students because, you know, all the students want to do machine learning. Oh, we could just throw data at it. <laughs> because they, I, I won't even repeat because he used sort of a bad word when he, when he said that. But, but I mean, it, uh, again, I, I loved it. I, I loved it. I mean, this is any of this AI stuff is really serious business. And if you really look at it, what you end up at, at the output of this thing is a probability of an occurrence. And that probability, he even said it, you know, the, the, the rule of nines, you know, it doesn't even have a nine on it, let alone two nines, three nines, four nines. I'd be in the nine, 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 perfect. You know, it's not anywhere near. So, so please, everybody, you know, take a deep breath or maybe I should take a deep breath. But, um, you know, that I, I thought it was a very grown up presentation, a mature presentation on what the state is, what the hell we have to do, how much we have to roll up our arms to, and work that we have to do to get this thing. And he said it many times. So safety is the fabric of, of this thing. You know, being safe is the fundamental fabric. I don't he, know. Said, he said that, Alan, but at the same time, he did not directly 
address the NHTSA investigation. No, and I, I, it would have been a shame if he did and so on. And then NHTSA, NHTSA investigation can go on, and I think it needs to go on and focus on what the problem is and solve the problem. This isn't a lynching or whatever. This isn't a going out getting somebody. This is, my goodness, we have an issue here. Well, Vehicles yeah. hit things. They should not hit things ahead especially when they're going 25 miles an hour. Now, sure, you know, a deer ran out in front of me. I never saw it. I didn't have a chance in the world. Uh, you know, Newton wouldn't have helped me. Okay, sure. But those are few, far between, low probability, extremely low probability. Well, always, no way to get around those. It's the rest of them that we can really do something about. And, um, and that's what, to me, the automated emergency braking system and what Elon may not have understood with that, not to suggest that Elon doesn't understand something, but he didn't understand. Automated emergency braking on a vehicle is supposed to be on all the time. It's, it's a guardian angel on me in case I go south and keeps me from hitting something. I shouldn't be able to turn it off. That should be on the vehicle. Autopilot, full self-drive, do, 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 do. I turn a switch. I turn it on, turn it off. I might buy a Tesla and never turn it on. So, so it's automated emergency braking shouldn't be part of autopilot, shouldn't be part of, 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 of full self-driving. It's a, it's, a, it's a floor, it's a base. And on top of that, this thing, I built this so that when I, you know, when I do turn on a, autopilot, it all, of course, it, it has automated emergency brake. That's the thing that keeps me from hitting it. Okay. I don't know. Just my way of thinking. I, and I, I would, I, if, if, if he really thought of it that way, he could fix this instantaneously. He could run his stuff on that, get a new solution, blah, blah, boom fixed instantaneously i think i just don't think that that's fundamental concept is it nah, i'm sorry maybe, maybe i'm completely wrong on this one but whatever Jim? well you know it's interesting alan hit on this the mention he heard elon talking about safety a lot i think some watching the presentation come to it with concerns about the general approach of safety that Tesla has been taking when they look at autopilot and how the, the kind of the bo boisterous claims that of what it can do. And, uh, you know, the, clearly some people have been misusing it, right? The lack of, uh, of, of safeguards, if you will, um, whether it's eye tracking or sensors in the wheel to detect um, engagement. Um, and this is kind of a tension that we've seen um, from Elon wanting to deploy the technology in a way that uh, doesn't have doesn't have nags, that it's seamless, versus what some of his rivals have been doing, concerned about misuse in a greater way. And and as NHTSA looks into autopilot in, in some in these crashes, that that's kind of in the background. Is auto is Elon is Tesla deploying? this state-of-the-art technology in the safest way manner, uh, safest way possible. Elon would say it, it, the data would show it, that, te that Tesla with autopilot is safer than without it. Um, but 
clearly some in the industry are frustrated with the approach. And so when we hear him talking at this AI event about fully self-driving, uh, the, the future of autonomy, um, it's it, these two things kind of get inter mixed together. Is the, his record with autopilot colors people's views on how he's working on fully self-driving for the future. Well, he calls it full self-driving, but this week an, another development, a couple of senators calling for a Federal Trade Commission investigation into their use of the phrase full self-driving. Yeah, absolutely. And so when I'm talking about fully self-driving, I'm meaning full, like autonomous, uh, level four, level five, which I think is what what the event, the AI, the AI day was about. But to your point, this FSD uh, uh, product that's out there clearly is not fully self-driving in the idea of level four, level five. It is um, an ADAS system. And I think a lot of people are questioning why the company is selling something that would seem to suggest capabilities that it, it doesn't have. Even if you do read the fine print and it kind of spells out what it can do, I think there's a lot of frustration out there over that. Is there fine print? If I, if I go in and I buy a Tesla and I say, okay, here's my $10,000. I want the, the, I want full self-driving or the promise of full self-driving. What is, what does the fine print tell, tell me about that or warn me about it? That's a good question. If you go on the website and you look at the things that it offers, you know, it's pretty vague, but you know, they've got summons on there and some of these other things, but you know, clearly some people are buying it thinking they're getting fully self-driving or that it's just around the corner. And, um, you know, that, that will be something that Tesla is going to have to deal with. I think on, on that point, I, I, I know, I mean, it, it, I'm just wondering whether it's, uh, it's, you know, that part of some of that might just be some clickbait out there and so on that, you know, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how many people that bought Tesla's paid for really want to turn it back in and get their money back. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, 10% less. I, I don't know. I, I, I it, it seems well, as most if most of them uh, that I've talked to have seemed pretty happy with their I, It seems that everybody, you know, uh, and he, what he should do is he should just he should just say he shouldn't be he shouldn't be Trumpian and say hey I can never assume that I did something wrong or something like that and just go and change the names and call it you know call smart summon stupid stupid summon as I call it call full self driving uh, no self driving or something I don't know just change it whatever and and just move move on for because this well. The issue's gotten them a lot of press. It's gotten them a lot of ink. It's done his his marketing for him. It's it's you know as as we can see with with anybody you're you're on one side of the line or the other side of the line you're not going to move for you hear about it whatever you know in a sense probably if one did a, a marketing analysis on the whole darn thing and looked at the return on investment that the do that that time. <laughs> pay the damn fines, you know, send it back to the people. We're, we're just fine. Thank you. Or I, I don't know. Um, but what uh, you are saying too, from, from what you saw this week with the AI day is that there's an awful lot of substance behind 
the promise? Uh, well, hey, for for my whatever mind, I just I just I just said to myself, I look at some of these other entities that are out there trying to do some of this stuff, and I pointed out in the, in the newsletter last week with, you know, this this drive of a truck in 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 uh, in China, which you know looked totally staged to me, but whatever. And, and, and all the, all the people that are making, are you, are you joking? And, and really, and, and so on out there. Um, but of course, you know, I buy high, sell low. So what can I tell you? But it, and, and what I, again, what I heard uh, uh, two days ago was, wow. I mean, there is some substance here couple of other quick headlines to, to, to get to before we close things out. Uh, California's gig worker law has just been ruled unconstitutional by a state superior court judge. Well, you know, it's that uh, thing's going back and forth, but, you know, that, that can't be good news to Uber and Lyft. And, you know, one wonders, you know, what their fundamental business model is here. And, and if you're going to, if, you're, if your objective is to provide high quality, affordable sustainable mobility you've got to be able to do ride sharing and to be affordable you can't afford a chauffeur Uh, so you know and and uh, if you can't get people to work for free do it yourself um I don't know how you do that. So, you know, it's a great model, but, you know, you got to be able to do those. Those are those are fundamentals. This, this isn't a little nuanced detail. The other headline, Waymo is building a hub for its autonomous trucks in Texas. And you're thinking oh. back to Too Simple in the stories of the week. Well, and Too Simple. And so I don't, I, I you know, I, I think, sure. But but of course my 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 feeling on all of that is is that is a is that there there's a lot of improvements one could do in the logistics system of the United States and and in trucks is to just improve the 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 uh, the work environment for truckers and to just provide them with uh, with with what they feel what they feel not a car driver a truck driver feels is really uh, uh, some good driver assistance to make their lives better. I, I, you know, I just drove back from Maine to Princeton. I mean, I'm up to Maine and back, you know, and, you know, GWB and all that stuff. <sighs> you know, I did, uh, you know, I've done it uh, two trips this year. It like drove me nuts. These folks do this 10 hours a day. This is how they earn. This is how they feed their families. You know, to keep something between two white lines and not hit anything. Talk about where you need a robot. I mean, <laughs> you know, and 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 they need they need some help. And and the, the shame of it is, to me again, and I argued it. You know, Peloton when they were trying to do whatever they were trying to do, and all the various others. If you're really working to do stuff for class eights. And, and the trucking industry don't be at least not today be looking at taking truck drivers out of the out of the out of the truck. You know, truck driver costs you about I don't know sixty five cents a mile, seventy cents a mile. You know, too simple wants to collect thirty five cents of that for their for their stack. 
to replace that person. But you got to really replace them. To replace them, you have to. How many nines do you need on that safety thing? Before I'm not going to go nuts when I look at this thing that's like next to me on the Pennsylvania Turnpike or on the New York State Thruway or on the GWB. And I'm not going to, you know, be down 911. You know, that, that's not going to come anytime soon, I don't think. But you could deliver so much value to every trucking CEO, to every trucking operation, to every trucker, if you could then just focus on improving the quality of life of that individual. And then maybe the, F, F, the, the federal government can give them another hours of, of service. Why? Because on you know, 11 hours of service versus 10, they'll, be, they'll actually be better individuals psychologically. I mean, to me, that's that's the sweet spot of that market, not to take the driver out. So I don't see two simple business model. I just don't see it. Tim, any thoughts? Well, you know, those the roadways you talked about are complex. Uh, you, you look at some of those roadways in Texas or Arizona or New Mexico. There's a lot of straight, uh, a lot of straight goes and. Uh, the weather is oftentimes uh, not as nasty as the East Coast, and you maybe start to see how the early robots can be deployed in that route, right? I mean, if it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty set route, uh, back and forth, a lot of traffic, a lot of freight traffic already, you start to understand maybe the business model. But to your point that you, you start to get, you work your way through all the, the possibilities of problems and uh you know, that's where we are with autonomy, right? Robot taxis. I mean, it's, it's a lot harder. It's been a lot harder to deploy than a lot of people thought. Yeah. And I, I, uh, you know, your comment, yes, there is some traffic out there. Some people might say it's a lot, you know, where there's a lot of traffic, a lot of truck traffic on the GWB, right? On the cross Bronx distressway, yeah. on the New Jersey turnpike in the Northeast I mean, yeah, Super complex. I mean, you know, so if you really want to, if you're going to do a business, that's going to scale. Yeah. Okay. If you want to do a onesie twosies, sure. But the onesie twosies, you know, the stack you have to put on that truck is going to cost you more than 35 cents a vehicle mile. And you're asking for 35 cents a vehicle mile. So when you do your balance sheet, how's there any return? So you got to get through the beginning of this thing to be able to hit the GWB market you know, where there where where the fall where where you get the economies of scale you know the, the scale we I mean why is Waymo not successful in 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 Chandler I, I'm throwing out the thing that you know there's no market for it everybody owns too many cars anyway whether they need an, a Waymo out there too sure you know Disneyland will take a ride every once in a while have some fun that's not a business you don't sell many lemonades at your lemonade stand if that's all you're doing you need some volume of folks. It needs to be a hot summer day, man. You got to be at the beach or something. Then your lemonade stand might make some money. I don't know. Which, which I think you're you're making the you're making the case that Cruz is making. Well, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it in San Francisco. 
well, where it's ultra complex, and uh, you can make. Yeah, no, no, I, I make. I mean, I'd say Trenton. I think San Francisco has. <laughs> oh, 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 I, you know, I keep. I'm. I'm. Uh, hey, I'm going to make Trenton happen, but whatever. <laughs> or, you know, the Trentons of this world. There are some pockets of places where where people really could use the mobility anyway. But anyway, but you, hey, this. There has to, in the end, there has to be a market. I think Elon, you know, has had to create the market for the electric vehicle. Otherwise, you know, it was only going to be a toy that the Californians bought. Guess what happened in the beginning? It was only a toy that Californians bought. Nobody bought a Tesla that didn't already have a fleet of cars in their driveway because they knew they couldn't rely. I mean, but that was the beauty of getting started. He least got started there and let them go to the next step. And 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 the the vision of the Model Three was always to work down and uh, you know start at the top and work down into the into the market yep yep well terrific we want to thank uh, you tim for for taking the time with us the book is called power play tesla elon musk and the bet of the century thank you and and congratulations again tim thank you it's always a delight to be here and, and you'll have to put out sort of, uh, you know, edition number two or something and add some more on top of it or whatever and, and so on. It, it, it certainly is exciting. It's, 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 it's wonderful to see. It's, Thank you. It's really wonderful to see. And the saga continues. And the saga continues. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. And more information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, Amazon, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts. Your smart speaker can play us too. You can find my tech reports at Textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching, and please stay safe. And thank you again, Tim. Thank you. Enjoy. Enjoy.